Welcome to Annie, Are You Okay? The AJFFL Recap Podcast. I'm Trip Smith, your commissioner and host. And boys, it all comes down to this. And then there were two. This week, no recap. We're going straight to our special guest, our last special guest of the season, one of the strongest performers all season long, David Haig, manager of Birmingham City FC. David, are you okay? I'm doing pretty good. If it was a uh, loss this week and I was talking to you after a loss, I don't know that I would be okay, but doing pretty good uh, now that uh, up against Ryan, I don't think I've beaten him yet this year, but we can always change that. That's right. This is the week to do it. Exactly. I look back to uh, when I was in a homeschool flag football league. Uh, with my two younger brothers, Jamie and Michael, and our name was the Titans, and we played at Annie Jones mm. in the league, and we lost every regular season game and then won the entire championship. Oh, wow. So, All right. Yeah, big time. So you know, you, you know what it means to perform at the right time of the season. In crunch time, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, dude, I am. I'm glad that we're talking to you under these circumstances here. You're in the championship. Your team has looked like arguably the best one over the last month or month and a half. Uh, you, you you stomped Austin, who was the third place team and one of the top contenders at the beginning of the season. You beat him by a solid 30 points. So, I mean, great, great work, man. How I feel like... Um, as is the case with Jamie as well. You, is this your third season in this league? I think I've been in the league a lot longer than that. I just haven't been able to go to. Uh, that's right. That's right. You couldn't make it to the draft. Yeah. Drafts. So I took over for my dad a while ago, and a lot of times I was actually standing in the kitchen. Uh, slinging chick-fil-a chicken sandwiches while doing my draft (laughs) and you can only do that if you're the general manager and my entire team would be like why do you have your computer in front of you and i'd be like because i'm i'm doing two things at once right now that's right man i remember the chick-fil-a drafting days dude that's awesome so i think it might be like four or five seasons yeah that i've been around and i mean i want to um this and this, I don't think this has been a bad. Well, this has been a mixed strategy for you. It seems like your fanhood, your your tr- real life NFL fanhood, manifests itself in some of the decisions you make each year, especially around draft time. And so I think if I remember now, as I'm thinking back in the early days in the league, you always had a lot of Patriots, including Tom Brady, on your team. That is true. Yes. I think that was the downside of my uh, strategy there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, really coming into this year, I decided to go back and reevaluate how I drafted and try out some new strategies. And really, I just went solely off of uh, statistics when I was drafting this year, uh-huh. which I'd never done before. Just kind of like, yeah, I know that name. I think they're a pretty good player this year. I actually just 
went and looked at their points. Um, I used a uh, draft assistance app on my phone to, if I was between two players to tell me, uh-huh. hey, uh, that player is probably better for your team. Um, and a couple trades this season, I've also utilized that app to uh, really give me the details on the different players. Uh, Davon, who hasn't been doing pretty very well this past couple weeks, but got him off the waivers. But yeah, so really, really trying to do it the math way this year. And that, well, and I hope I, I won't name any names, but I hope that there are a few members of our league who hear that uh, and take notes that you just like the um, the analytics uh, trend is 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 sweeping through the real NFL. You've gotten on board with the analytics uh, trend here and, and, and made some smart decisions. I mean, I think the first thing to say about your team, man, is that you this season lost J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, and Mark Andrews, and you're still yeah. in the championship game. So I went back and looked at your draft results. I mean, you drafted really well. If you hadn't lost those three guys, I think you would have just had a dominant season. And so, yeah, the fact that you're still in the championship after those losses is pretty awesome. And then, yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to Tyreek. Are, are you a um, – or if do you and Jamie have any – affiliation to Alabama University or Miami professional football team like so it seems like you guys Jamie's got two uh seems like you guys are Miami fans a little bit yeah um for me the only person that I know that really likes Miami is my wife um and her family's from Florida also so they like Miami a lot there so. we go. Okay, so that that's a valid, yeah, that's a valid connection though. You gotta you gotta take advantage of the the spouse's fanhood as well. So, yeah, I don't know where Jamie's comes from, but there could be some family tree. He might say it's because Felicia's a fan, also. Um, truthfully, uh, Tyreek had really good statistics going into this season, but I also know he did really well last season. So. I was like, I'm going to target him as oh, someone to be on my team. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you took Tyreek 106 overall, and um, that has been – I mean, he's having a historic season. And, uh, and then you took Lamar in the third round too, which has ended up being a great value for him. He, I mean, he struggled a little bit midseason, but he looks really good. So your team is solid. Yeah, man. He, uh, he did uh, pretty good, but, you know, the – most interesting one, I don't know if you've noticed, I've gone through a couple quarterbacks this year, and the uh, most recent one that I picked up, which I thought was interesting, but it, I did it out of necessity because both my quarterbacks just were on a bye. I was like, dang, I need somebody, and just happens that the Browns signed Flacco, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pick him up and he'll be good for a week you know even if I get 10 points out of him and he's doing really well I'm trying to look up his he's blowing up right now he did 28 points last week I think and so I'm almost (laughs) kind of uh I know Lamar's consistent but do I want to put Flacco in just as a possible blow up and give me a bunch more points I I'm not I'm not here to tell you yeah, I didn't make the playoffs, and you're in the championship game, and so who am I to tell you what decision to make? But I don't think there's any way that you could start Flacco over Lamar Jackson <laughs> this week. I don't think you could do that. 
you never know. Sometimes those changes come up for me in the last second. That's right. You just got to follow your intuition. Decision. Yeah. Hey, well, so how, how do you feel about your chances here? Ryan's team is, is pretty good. And it really, I mean, the two big blow up players all season long have been Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey. And so I think y'all's game is going to come down to which one of those guys goes off bigger here in the yeah. start week. But how you feeling? Yeah, and Tyreek hasn't been doing too hot here recently. I'm hoping that little injuries he's had kind of uh, are healed up by this coming week and uh, really comes back. And then they start giving the ball a little bit more to Davon. Um, yeah. Actually getting some points out of him again because um, he really hasn't done anything since he came off of injury. So He's got a toe thing, man. I kind of wonder if he has like a lingering toe injury that they're just not designating. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, he that guy, he could go off for 25 points in, in any given week. But you also traded for Rashad White. You traded Olave for yeah. Rashad White, which at the time I thought was a was a bad decision. Um, but that's been a great trade for you. I mean, White is like, like the artist. Yeah, it's been working out. Yeah. You've done a great job, man. You 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 had the injury bug and you overcame it and um and you deserve to be in this championship game. So appreciate that. Tell us about the rest of your life, man. I mean, I think um because it's only in the past couple of years that you've been able to make it to the draft. Some of the guys don't know you as well, but married now and um, father, father now. Right. So how yeah. long have you been married and how long have you been dadding? Uh, married. I've been married for six and a half years. Dadding uh, for about 16 months. So at the beginning of last season, uh, Pax was seven weeks early. So that's right. I remember that. He's a ton of fun. A lot of energy last night with uh, doing Christmas at my parents' house <laughs> and got Casey's three kids and uh, Jamie's uh, little kid, Leo, running around. And Pax just decided to run around with them and start screaming at the top of his lungs, just smiling away. Uh. So that was great. Um, professionally, I left Chick-fil-A almost two years ago now. I work for a company that we do supply chain management for chain restaurants. So I do all the, well, my job is business development, but I also run some accounts too. So we buy all the products for Bojangles. Uh, We do purchasing for a group called PDQ, a couple other big name ones. And then also our bread and butter is finding the next um, emerging chain that's gonna, uh, we think blow up and get in there and uh-huh. grow our business with them so that so they can, uh, exponentially open up more restaurants. So we've done that with, uh, a group that's around here called Alpaca. Yeah. Um, Alpaca Peruvian chicken. They have over the past year and a half gotten to 14 locations and next year they're slated to open another 10, I think. That's sweet, man. Yeah, I know Alpaca well. I, I love Alpaca and have kind of been surprised by the what, what I would consider fairly rapid growth that I've seen from Alpaca in like the Triangle area. So that explains a lot, actually. I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions because it feels like you have some clear domain expertise in the realm of, of fried it. chicken. Let's start off. Best chicken tender. Who makes the best chicken tender? 
Hmm. They don't have it yet because we're in the process. But the best one I've had recently that's in development is Wild Wing Cafe. All right. So it's on the way. Yeah. They cleaned house and then brought back some old people. And we had to revamp their entire chicken uh, buying situation. And so the product they were using was a frozen. The spec was never very good. And the manufacturer, the breader, was a cheap manufacturer and stuff. So basically we went and revamped their entire um, system there. And shortly here, probably around March Madness, they'll uh, be launching this new product. Their sauces are all uh, made in-house. Right, yeah, they got good sauces. 20 different hot wing sauces and different flavors and stuff. And just the whole operation back there is basically scratch-made. I mean, the ones we tested, I basically go to Wild Wings like once a month and try out different products with them sitting in the back of one in Charlotte. They're they're really good. So that's all I'm going to say there. Look, man, I live in Charlotte. So if you need a consultant for your next taste test, uh, just give me a call. If you need a just unbiased third party. If I have opportunity to bring you in on some opinions, I'll uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, what? Who's got the best chicken biscuit? Bojangles. Bojangles. Yeah, that's a big argument in our family, man. I'm a I'm a Bojangles guy. Brentley Brentley says it's undoubtedly the Chick Fil A just number one chicken biscuit. Man, I could sit here and talk for a long time about the differences there. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A did bring back the spicy <laughs> chicken biscuit here to my recently. I had one the other day, but I think yeah. Bojangles, now that I know that they're frying all their chicken in beef tallow, that just steps huh. their game up. It kind of makes sense why they have such good flavor. You know, Chick-fil-A uses peanut oil, but there's nothing like using beef fat to fry all your chicken in. This is some good inside info we're getting here on the, uh, maybe we'll start a little off season, uh, just just uh, chicken podcast here, but. We can get into all sorts of different products if you want to. Fries, oh my goodness, <laughs> the world of potatoes right now. Dude, well, you're kind of a, it seems like you're a little bit of a, a culinary guy. And I remember uh, the, 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 the last time that you were on this podcast, you had just finished making pancakes for Casey after you beat him uh, in like week four or something like that. So yeah, what are you going to cook for the league members when you win the championship this weekend? Um, what are you going to feed Ryan after, after you beat him in the championship this weekend? That is a good question. Probably what I've been doing here recently is seeing what kind of uh, samples are being sent to our office. So, you know, I got to I got to see what's uh, coming in the back door and then I'll have to have to let y'all know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What I want you to do next draft is bring Ryan just a platter of a Wild Wing Cafe, the new tenders. Okay. bring him some tenders, but then put like the spiciest sauce on there with with a little note in size that like says like you can't handle the heat that I bring or something like that, man, that okay. you, that is coming, Ryan, the heat is the spicy is coming for you, Ryan. <laughs> is there anybody, anything you want to say, David, before we let you go, before you sign off any, uh, uh sh- shots you want to fire, any, uh, pre preemptive, uh, championship acceptance speeches you want to make anything like that? Mm. No, you know, I'm not superstitious, but <laughs> you know, I, I also am, just a very consistent player. Uh, you know, we learn from our mistakes 
and try and move forward in a uh, winning fashion. And so mm. um, I think all I'll be uh, looking to do here is make the decision on my quarterback and uh, then just uh, play a solid game that really uh, brings me that half a point above Ryan to uh, bring home the trophy. All right. Look, man, congratulations on making it this far. I love what you're, you're building a, a program. You're building a franchise with a, with a championship culture here. Mm-hmm. And I wish you all the best. Yeah. Uh, and if you start Joe Flacco over Lamar Jackson, you have the biggest balls of anybody <laughs> in this league. But also, if that doesn't work out, you may feel really stupid. So <laughs> good good luck with that decision. But if it does work out. If it pays off, it will be an odd. <laughs> I mean, you that know. That would be so wild, and I don't think you should do it. But. When trying to figure out how to run a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, we would always try new things. <laughs> And, you know, Uh sometimes you just got to be in that mindset of trying new things, just see if they work out. But, Uh you know, since we're here in the championship game, I'm not too sure that I'll make that that move. Yeah. You you, you try something new on a random Wednesday in May. You don't don't change up the Chick-fil-A drive-thru on Black Friday. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) So That's awesome, man. Well, David, I'm, I love having you in this league, brother. I'm thankful to call you my friend. And um, yeah, I wish I wish you and Ryan all the best on uh, on Sunday and, and Monday. I can't wait to see what happens, man. It's going to be fun. Appreciate it. It's been, it's been a wild ride, but a fun ride. For sure, man. I'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Bye. Right, guys, I ask you to send in some voice messages to explain yourself, to explain what happened this season. And let me just say, I am really proud and impressed of how you guys rose to the challenge. I feel loved. I feel like I'm a part of an excellent fantasy football league. And so I want to drop these recordings here. Everybody left a message with one notable exception that we'll get to in just a second. So without further ado, I'll use my, uh, see if I can use my fantasy footballer's voice here. Number 12 is Steve Zaytoon, co-manager Tony Withers, and Zayboom. So uh, this is a phone call from down deep into the uh, heart of uh, the Amazon River and I understand there's supposed to be some sort of dialogue between uh, our commissioner and its members of the league, and I'm just really trying to figure out what it is exactly that we're doing here. Uh, You know, there's not a lot of uh, uh, promises being kept uh, with regards to uh, uh, the players on my team. They promised me so much at the beginning of the season, but they... uh, They've really uh, let me down. and uh, But, you know, there's always hope. And I love that. You know, hope hope is, is actually a good thing. Uh, you know, we can, we, can, we, we can never lose hope. And I just think that hope is so important in today's world. And I'm very hopeful that uh, I don't end up in the cellar. Uh, again this year uh but um we'll just figure things out as they come along uh i really do uh, 
appreciate being a part of this league. This is an amazing league, and I'm not even real sure <laughs> this is what you want on the message, but I'm I'm being very sincere. I think it's an amazing league. I think other leagues around the country need to use us as a model and uh, know that our people are unbelievably impressive with their selections and their teams and their and especially with their their lives and their wives and their families and it's just been a remarkable season i just can't thank you enough mr uh commissioner for putting all this together and uh you know there's there's nothing but love going around there's a a lot of love uh as the song goes um if you believe in christmas uh, then you got to believe in love. And uh, I just want you all to know that I love you all very much, and I'm very, very proud of this league and all those affiliated with it. And uh, good luck to you all in the new year of 2024. Uh, so right now we're signing off over and out. Good night, my friends. Number 11. Tracy Howe and Team Lasso. Hello, Trip. This is Tracy, uh, aka Ted Lasso. <laughs> when I uh, review my uh, year, I think I gave a really, really good effort this year, but I didn't start out very well because I came with a uh, a sheet of uh, 2022. Uh, advice on who to draft. And so I wasn't updated. And so I had to scramble, but I thought I put together a pretty solid team uh, with uh, uh, Josh Jacobs from uh, Las Vegas, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley. I was hanging my hat on uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, that combination, because I thought they were going to be really, really good. And uh, my backup quarterback was Jared Goff. So the first of the season, the first of the season, I put in Trevor Lawrence, and he just didn't perform. And then Jared Goff would score all these points. So I switched midseason, and then Trevor started taking off, scoring a lot of points. Jared had some bust games. And I just couldn't put together a consistent, strong um, team against you know a lot of the stronger teams throughout the season. I felt like I started out strong. Um, and midway, I think I reached my high point. Uh, I think I had the highest scoring week, one week of about 137 points, which I thought, man, I'm doing well. But then everything started going downhill because I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out what would be a good team for me. And I felt like, um, I would look at who they were playing who was strong against the run, who was strong against the pass, and try to shift my lineup, but I just didn't do a very good job of guessing, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, towards the end of the season, I just went I went on a streak of losing about six in a row. And then my last game, I was the lowest scoring uh, team probably in the history of the Annie Jones League. A <laughs> couple things. I felt like I did good was I traded Bryce Hall. I know it wasn't a popular decision, but I got two good uh, backs for that, especially Gus Edwards produced a lot of good points. Um, uh, Odell Beckham, I got on the wave. 
But then it said he was going to be injured or he's going to be out. It was iffy. So I traded him away, which is a big mistake because at the end of the season, Odell Beckham really scored a lot of points um, uh, for um, uh, one team uh, that I traded to. I tried to pick up two Dallas wide receivers, Gallup and Ferguson. I think Gallup did a really good job, but sometimes I would not put him in. I put Ferguson in or both of them in and, uh, you know, they would not score any points, but then I'd leave them out and then they'd score huge in number of points and, and so forth. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Buffalo just didn't come through as well as I thought he would. So there you go. I think I put in a really good effort, you know, to use a golf analogy. I, you know, I drove the ball well, uh, but I probably three or four putted when I arrived on the green. And that's kind of sums up my whole season. Uh, I went to the wave, of, you know, um, uh, the waivers, tried to pick up some players. My bench strength was just not strong enough this season. But here is the final thought. I'm going to come back with a vengeance. I'm going to really come prepared again and give it really a total 100% effort. And Trip, thank you for being commissioner and thank you for giving advice. God bless. Bye. Number 10. Chuck and the Skank Squad. My name's Chuck, and I think that I'm too good for this league, so I didn't even take the time to leave a voice message, but my team stinks this year, and my fantasy football skills stink, and I stink. Number 9. Casey and... <laughs> changed his team name from Hurts So Good to Just Hurts. That was a nice little touch, Casey. I love what you did there. All right. Well, I started this year out on a on a pretty good high. was ranked second in the uh, fantasy uh, prediction and just immediately went terrible with an opening week of 43.3, and it really never got better. Mostly I overperformed every week by dragging people down to my level as I played them and didn't score many points at all. And if I look back, it's mostly just that I drafted Chase first, and he was terrible throughout the season except for a couple games. Then I got Hurt second. And he has been good, but he has been my only good player the entire season. Had Waller out on IR, and really no one else has been consistent. So I think next year I just need to do better. And I have to change my team name from Hurts So Good to Just Hurts. Number eight, this year's impressive rankings riser, Tyler and Saudi Fantasy Fund. Let's get straight to it here, boys. 2023 was not my year for fantasy football. Um, with that being said, I, I, I still finished in eighth place. Uh, it, was, it was pretty helpless from the very beginning, but let's just go through it real quick. Um, I think the season got off on, on the wrong foot. And, um, I'm not going to blame the birth of our third child on April 28th, 2023, just about a week before our draft, but you know, it's, it'd be irresponsible not to at least acknowledge that and the uh, impacts that it had on my drafting and my, and my sleep patterns. Um, and then the overall impact of my season. You know, with, with that, I, I drafted a bunch of um, old guys, a bunch of proven veterans, hoping that they would just carry the torch for me. 
Um, and they didn't, you know, Michael Thomas flop, um, Amari Cooper flopped a bit. Deshaun Watson, terrible person also flopped. Um, so that sequence of events there wasn't really great for me, Uh, but I do believe that, you know, uh, as the Saudis do, they went out and tried to buy it. And, and I am proud of the, of the moves we made down the stretch, offloaded a very bad Garrett Wilson to trip for Tony Pollard. That was, that was magic. Um, had a little bit more of a fair trade, um, offloading Saquon, uh, for CJ Stroud. Um, the team made a little bit of a resurgence there in the last couple weeks. And then Jonathan Taylor got hurt and that was sort of the nail in the proverbial coffin for me. Uh, we're not deflated. We feel good about it. Finishing eighth, you know, um, we'll be back next year. We're not having any more kids, so I will be prepped. I will be ready. Um, uh, clear minds, uh, full hearts can't lose. Number seven, Koopa cup, AI aberration. That's me guys. Let's be honest. I have used this podcast primarily as a sounding board for my frustrations and failures. So I won't waste your time other than to say, I think if Anthony Richardson had not had season ending shoulder injury, uh, and if I had not traded for T Higgins, and if I had not traded Tony Pollard away for Garrett Wilson, and if I had not made a number of other terrible decisions in the draft and throughout the year, I definitely would have won this season. So See you guys next year when I will certainly be taking home the championship. Number six, Jamie and Tua Infinity and Beyond. Tua Infinity and Beyond. Super proud of this squad for clawing its way back into the postseason. Started off the season really strong with a win and then found ourselves on the tail end of a six-loss skid right after that. Uh, We're able to get a few median wins along the way thanks to some strong performances, but every time it seemed we had a strong performance, we were going up against somebody who was having, you know, a once a season week. So um, thankfully that kept us in the conversation. We did slide all the way down to, I think, 11th place at one point. Maybe it was only 10th, but it was definitely a defeated feeling throughout the locker room for Tua Infinity and beyond. But with some key trades for Kirk Cousins, for DK Metcalf, and CJ Stroud for Saquon Barkley, we were able to also get Eckler back from injury. And now, um, as the power rankings showed, this is a strong team that's ready to make some noise in the postseason. So uh, Ryan, you know, I would like to cover that song if you win, but that might have to wait for another year because I'm coming for that championship. Number five, C.D. Lambros of Milan, managed by Zan. My team, C.D. Lambros of Milan, just like last year's championship winning squad, is all about resiliency. And nobody encapsulates that quite so well as our embattled quarterback, Justin Fields. So I'm going to make this an appreciation of Justin Fields. From the start of the season, he's been criticized and called out by our commissioner, which frankly is just unprofessional behavior. He lost his starting job when I traded for a new QB. 
and was on the bench for both of his 30-point games this season. And you know what? That one's on me. It's my bad. He got injured, then he came back and cost me two wins when he lost four yards on kneel downs at the end of week 12. And we've had some internal conversations about that one. He knows he made some mistakes. But when we really needed him, he came through with a big 25 points to clinch the playoff spot last week. And he's looking great headed into the postseason. You know, it's been an up and down season for him and the team. But we feel like we're really hitting our stride here. Is Patrick favored to win this week? Sure. Has Ryan beaten my score every week since week seven? Yes. But Justin and I, we believe. And that's what really matters. You know, so next year, when I walk into the draft, holding the trophy, which I will be keeping, and Tripp has to hand me a brand new Justin Fields jersey, just remember, it started here with belief. Number four. Pat changes in yarditudes. You know, I feel like Patrick, every season at the end of the year, he just finishes strong, he gets into the playoffs, and he performs. Let's see if he explains how he does that to the rest of us. Okay. So my team changes in yarditudes. Has had some ups and downs this season. I think uh, the frustration of Joe Burrow. Um pained me for a majority of the season. Luckily found uh, found my one true love in my man Jordan Love. So I am riding him into the playoffs along with a traded friend, Kyler Murray. Um, I think what has helped is the waiver wire with Kyron. Um, I've lost to Ryan twice already in the regular season. And I think that I'm going to face him in the playoffs. And I'm hoping that third time's a charm. So Ryan better be prepared. Um, I have appreciated Tripp's commissionership this season, as well as uh, the, um, the podcasts. And um, yeah, I'd like to thank my strong bench this year. Uh, I've had some uh, starters that have not lived up to their promises, like Devontae, a former Packer. But what can a you packer? do? Packer? Packer? Yeah, a Packer. Oh. Say go Packers. Go Packers. All right. Best of luck to everybody. Bye-bye. Number three, the pod don't lie, managed by Austin. Hey, Trip. Hey, League. This is Austin. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I dropped from number one to number three. Um, and, you know, I think, I think the season all depends on uh, my Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and if they, if they can find their identity again, they've, they've really kind of slipped off. And uh, Patrick Mahomes got really angry uh, this weekend. And hopefully that can spark some uh, – some uh, let's go, let's get some points, because uh, if those two start scoring, I think uh, nobody can beat me. Um, I think my team is, is solid. It's just about putting the pieces together. So I got I got three three teams to beat. Uh, I got Jamie, 
I got uh, David then after I, I take down Jamie. Shouldn't be too much of a problem for me. Uh, and then moving on, uh, probably going to see my brother again, and I'm looking forward to the rematch uh, against him. But, uh, you know, y'all, like, you guys give me a ton of crap uh, about my my uh, my teams, my drafting, and uh, it seems like I'm always in the playoffs. Uh, I don't remember a time where I wasn't in the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, I hope you guys can remember that. Um, but more importantly, when I get that Taylor Swift Kansas City jersey, uh, and wear it next year. Um, it's going to look really good on me. Um, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all all know about that. But love y'all. Uh, thankful for y'all. Uh, can't wait to see how this plays out. Number two. You just heard from him. We get to see what he does in the championship this year. David with Birmingham City FC. It's been an honor to be the coach of Birmingham City FC this year. Um, we've had our ups and our downs, uh, struggled a little bit when Devon, uh, got hurt, but now that he's back, uh, strong as ever and, uh, looking to reach the finals here and take on whoever it's going to be, uh, and win the whole thing. I think, uh, have a solid chance as long as everybody performs, but, Having a bye this week should allow all players to rest and really come out strong for the next two games. So we'll uh, see what happens. And uh, Ryan, watch out. Number one. He's been number one from the beginning of the season. He was number one in the power rankings. He's been strong all season long, and now he's in that championship game. Ryan and punt you in the eye. Hey, all been a fun season and I just want to say thank you without your hard work I would not be where I am today and I appreciate it I'm very grateful for that let's carry this through the playoffs let's get that win for Ryan and punt you in the eye one last thing to say 